The Motivational Moments podcast is made possible by the generous sponsorship of Prime Information Security, online at www.primeinfosec.com, and with the support of our many subscribers. Thank you. Hello everyone, this is Linda Ockwell jenner here with another Motivational Moments podcast. And today I'm very, very excited to be interviewing Jason Daly, who is currently the Country Lead Solution Specialist Sales for Microsoft Advertising Canada. Hello, Jason. How are you today? I'm doing well, uh, Linda. Thank you very much for having me. Well, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to... um, help uh, educate and inspire our listeners who are a global um, wide audience so they'll be very very interested to hear what you've got to say if i can just ask you jason um how long have you actually been um involved with microsoft working for microsoft uh i've been with microsoft for a little over uh five years i actually joined microsoft uh just at the uh beginning when we were launching our uh our search business uh, so helping out with the development of our service and sales strategy uh, for AdCenter before it even really existed as a product in the marketplace. Okay. So if I can just um, – I love to ask um, the people I'm interviewing this because we're all interested. When you were in high school and, you know, ready to set off to college or university, were you always interested in this kind of work or did you have aspirations to be, say, a hockey player or something like that? <laughs> Uh, no aspirations to be a hockey player. I uh, I was always interested in uh, technology uh, and science, and so I would say, you know, the short answer is in some kind of way, yes. Um, uh, very much interested in engineering and science and technology. It was a little bit of a diverse route in terms of how I actually ended up in online advertising uh, and media. Um, uh, but the technology piece has been a sort of a consistent uh, thread throughout, you know, my career in life. And, and have you found that the technology has changed a lot since you've actually been involved in, in this line of work? Oh, it's changed uh, tremendously. It's it's the, the rapid uh, nature of change and pace, and not only in terms of how fast uh, things are, are changing, but uh, the development of new technologies and new media and the way that people are using and interacting with those things is changing as well. And so... Um, so, you know, I always tell the story of how, you know, I couldn't have predicted two years ago, you know, what I would be doing, you know, today. And it's hard for me to kind of look out into the future and know, you know, two years from now what I'm going to be doing just because uh, it's either going to be a technology or uh, a type of uh, service that we offer that, you know, we haven't even actually uh, developed yet. Yeah, and that's wonderful, isn't it? Um, I can remember a time, I've been in Canada 17 years now, I moved over from the UK, and I can remember a time when I didn't even have a computer or a cell phone. <laughs> I mean, it, it it is such a, a short time, isn't it? But I think what we're all asking now is what comes next and how fast can it get here? And I know that Microsoft are leaders in this area, aren't they? Oh, most definitely. I mean, we spend a lot of time... Uh, trying to understand uh, two things. So one is uh, what is the actual uh, technology developments that are happening in terms of, you know, engineering, and we spend a lot of uh, we spend a lot of investment in research and development and understanding kind of, you know, what are the technologies that are going to exist, you know, five to ten years from now. Uh, and the second component is really understanding 
uh, how do consumers and users interact with that technology and what's going to be the most relevant and, and useful thing to them. So, for example, if you go to our headquarters, there's a, a place we call the home of the future where you can go and interact with all types of uh, natural user interface. So if you think about maybe the movie Minority Report, all those kinds of things exist and you can interact and play with them. So we're trying to think about, you know, what is that technology and then what does that mean from a user standpoint? Wow. Um, would you say one of your biggest challenges today is um, security in the sense that making sure that um, the software and all the things that you guys are working on um, is relatively secure for the end user? I don't know if I would. I don't. Know, I wouldn't say that it's a challenge for us. What I would say is uh, we spend a lot of time uh, and effort, especially in the development process of our software, in focusing on uh, security, um, making sure that it's secure uh, from a user's perspective. And if you think about it, most of the software that we write, um, and our heritage has been writing commercial software, where businesses need to ensure that it's going to be protected and secure, and they can trust and rely on it. And so. Um, Part of every development process has uh, a phase related specifically focused on on security. Where I would say maybe we have a, a challenge is, you know, how well we communicate actually to our consumers actually how secure um, our software and our products are. And I think uh, if you just think about, you know, how much is at stake in terms of our brand and our reputation, uh, especially being a software company, if something goes wrong, uh -huh. uh, we place an extra uh, focus on making sure that it's secure, and it's just making sure that, you know, the average consumer knows that, you know, we're actually investing that much in that area. And this is why you have such a loyalty from the consumers, because of the trust they put in you, and obviously, it, it, it's a lot, it's a loss, isn't it, really, for you guys to keep on offering us, but you do it time and time again, and as I say, this is why we offer you our loyalty, so that's something I'm, I'm very secure in, the fact that you guys do everything possible for us. So um, I guess one of the things you're working on at the moment, if I'm correct, you are helping um, TELUS, I believe, in, in some capacity. Um, could you, you know, explain a little bit more about what you are doing, you know, with TELUS, if that's okay to ask? I think the, um, uh, the gist of it is a recognition um, that we serve uh, similar communities, and so uh, although Microsoft does a lot of business with very large um, organizations and, and enterprises, uh, a lot of the work that we do and a lot of our customers are small uh, and medium-sized businesses. And I think there was a recognition that uh, TELUS, you know, as a, as, a, as a big brand, also services a lot of uh, some of the same customers. And so, you know, the idea sort of was around, you know, how do we take some of the things that we're doing or offering uh, from our services uh, and in this particular case, as it relates to you know to online advertising, uh, and how do we use that for the benefit of our of our customers who um, you know probably are you know at the end of the day are the same ones. So basically, you're offering um, a support, um, an education um, aspect. Um, is this where small businesses can come for help? Exactly, they can come here for help assistance. Uh, for some people, it's just actually learning the basics if, if their business is new. For, for other individuals, it's about getting more in-depth information. 
Um, the, it really first started with uh, you know creating some how-to guides uh, where we could provide step-by-step -step instructions on how to leverage these new marketing channels for their business. And so um, I think it's both around education, understanding, and then as it progresses, I hope that you know it'll be actually start to create you know and foster a community where uh, people who have questions or issues they can start to reach out to their uh, their counterparts and and use that as a uh, as a place to learn more. That's excellent. So I guess when these um, kind of initiatives, initiatives are offered, one of the first thoughts, I guess, especially if, if it's from a small business owner, is how much is this going to cost us? So is this a, a free service that you're offering? Now, are you talking specifically about the uh, the advertising or the, um, the, the, help the educational and, piece? Yeah, yeah, that piece, the, the, the help and advice that you're offering. Um, with the Telus site, uh, from what I understand, uh, it is free. I don't. I wouldn't quote me necessarily on that, but no. I think for us, the uh, the goal is, um, you know, again, how can we educate and help our customers, and yes. uh, either so that if they're already using our services, uh, they can use them more effectively, or if they're not, we can show them, you know, how they can help improve their uh, the performance of their business. So that part is, is definitely something that you are offering to help help small businesses. Obviously, we know they've bought your product and we know that they're using it, but I guess you want them to use uh, it more effectively and know just how far they can go with it. And if they have any challenges, they can come to you guys, I guess. Exactly. So, you know, one of the things, especially in search marketing, which uh, has been around for a while in, you know, different, you know, forms, but really has grown and taken off within the last, I would say, three to four years is uh, the capabilities and the nuances of, uh, you know, how you manage it and how you use it are, it's constantly changing. And so it's it's one of those things where you kind of have to stay on top of it. You can't just, it's not like riding a bicycle where mm -hmm. you can do it once and then, you know, never have to revisit it. It's something that you kind of have to stay on top of as far as what's happening with the industry, uh, how the technology is changing and what trends are going on. And so uh, we want to make sure that we're there to help educate our customers so that, um, you know, they're not left out there alone. And that's wonderful because, again, um, some of the, the, the products that we buy today can cost quite a lot of money and we want to, you know, be able to use them um, as effectively as we can. So by offering them something such as you guys are offering them, that really does endear you to us. And it's a trust again, isn't it? We trust you and we know you are there to help us. Exactly. And I think, you know, we want to make sure that, uh, one, we're providing relevant information that's useful. So, you know, asking the questions first of, you know, what challenges are you having or what information would you like to see more of? Uh, and then the second piece is uh, making sure that that information is disseminated uh, uh, in ways that make it easy for, you know, a small business owner to consume because they're busy, they have lots of stuff going on, obviously, to manage. And so we want to be sure that we're all in the places that they are and so that we're coming to them with the help. And so, you know, it could be, you know, coming to a site and reading, um, watching a video. It could be downloading a PDF that has best practices, or it could be, you know, on a podcast such as yours where they're able to get this information. 
that's absolutely fantastic. And again, we are talking about the small business arena here, and um, it's one of the fastest growing. Um, I know in Waterloo Region, where I'm based, it's it's a big part of of the growing you know economy. It's keeping the economy quite healthy. But again, um, if we don't understand um, the initiatives we're offered, and if we spend a lot of money sometimes on on various you know aspects of our business, to be able to have that help to go to, and the trust is wonderful because. Um, I know a lot of businesses are a little bit worried that if they, they don't understand something and there's nobody there to help them, they are going to have to pay maybe for somebody to explain it to them. So are you guys on um, social media sites such as um, Twitter, Facebook, etc.? Uh, we are, and we actually have, uh, I would say the main uh, uh, source that we use is a community site, um, where we drive a lot of our consumers to uh, to, to go because it has such a wealth uh, of knowledge and information about the products and what's going on. It's um, advertising.microsoft.com uh, slash community. And so there's forms there. Uh, there's, you know, experts who blog. Um, people can go there and ask questions around, you know, either features or functions. Um, and that's kind of the central hub where we drive folks. But then we also do have a presence on Facebook as well as Twitter. Uh, you can get us, you know, through RRS feed. So, again, making sure that, you know, the information is out there, you know, um, any place or where it makes the most sense for a small business owner to digest it. Mm-hmm. Um, your brand is one of the most recognizable ones in the world, as you would probably agree. Um, but would you say that um, some people um, are um, – you know, some people do have stories where they say they haven't been maybe satisfied and they come to you and you, you kind of say, well, how can we help you? Have you had that kind of scenario where people do come to you and let you know that, you know, something went wrong and they're not completely happy? Um, oh, you know, most definitely. And I think working for a company such as Microsoft where uh, I think, uh, I'm trying to think the last number, and I think we have over um, – uh, you know, we have over a billion customers around the world. If you think about people who actually touch and interact and use our products on a daily basis, and so, you know, everybody's familiar with Microsoft, and so you know, you'll you'll often get, you know, I'll, I'll be on a plane or something, or maybe I'm at an event, you know, and I'll tell someone that I work for Microsoft, and they'll be, you know, ready to tell me or ask me if I could help them with, you know, their their Word or installing their Aww. their operating system. Uh, so one of the things that we actually do is we carry around cards that actually give uh, people basically direct 1-800 access to uh, a technician or someone that can help them with those uh, with with, with what those issues are. And so in that sense, you know, you know, making sure that there's a there's a helpline for someone who uh, wants to reach out. And so I think it happens across all areas of the business. That is wonderful because you are you are a very very large company and it, it's nice to know that you you still care after all this time you still care about your customers that's really really fantastic to know. So for yourself, um, do you, do you travel all over the world um, in in this line of work? Do you have to visit lots of different countries or are you based uh, in say Canada primarily? 
Uh, I am based in Canada. I'm actually originally from uh, the United States and moved up to Canada about two years ago. But I do spend a lot of time traveling uh, within Canada, uh, attending, you know, uh, conferences and events in the States, and then, you know, also traveling to Europe uh, and to, into Asia as well. And I think, you know, one of the great things about Microsoft that we can help bring to uh, uh, small business owners um, is this global perspective, and so you know I can go and learn about you know what clients uh, are doing in say London or Germany, and understand you know what kind of marketing challenges uh, you know people in Japan might have, and so that gives me a different perspective when I bring that back to Canada to understand well, what does this mean for our customers here, uh, and either where might the market be going or what are the other things that they should be thinking about that might be impacting their business, and so that's definitely one of the benefits of working for. Uh, a global company or brand is that we can then leverage those insights uh, and then build them not only into our products, but then also how we um, uh, communicate and service our clients. Would you say that depending um, which country um, we're talking about, let's say you mentioned Japan, would you say their needs are, are drastically different than, say, Canada, um, or would you say it's kind of about the same offering? Uh, you know what? I would say it depends, and it's a little bit of both. And so... Uh, what I would say is, you know, some of the fundamentals of managing a small business are the same, right, in terms of, you know, managing your cost effectively, uh, staying on top of your, you know, working capital, uh, how do you manage your, your marketing dollars effectively. So if you have a small marketing budget, you know, how do you make sure you're reaching the, the right audience uh, and making those dollars go further, um, and how are you making sure that you know you're 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 you know depending upon the business that you're driving revenue? So it's kind of the fundamentals of of business 101 are the same. What happens to maybe be different is who your target consumer is, or you know the way that they purchase, or the decision uh, behavior of, of making purchases might you know be different, or the or the different kinds of products. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, running a small business is very similar around the world. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So if you were to offer three tips to the small business owners who are listening to the podcast, um, what would those three tips be? Um, I would offer – so like my first kind of overarching tip would uh, – and this is based, again, on some of the experiences I've had from uh, from my travel and a recent one that I'll touch on, but it's uh, leverage um, – you know, ad center and um, and search marketing to really drive and take your business to the next level. Um, the example I'll give before I get into kind of those those three specific tips are: we recently were, uh, you know, for part of our morale, we wanted to find uh, a gong that we could ring, you know, to celebrate wins and to have in the office. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if you've ever tried to, you know, buy a gong. Um, no. It's not necessarily the most intuitive thing. You would just know where to go. It's not like, you know, there's, you know, gongs are us outlets uh, across the country. And so uh, my, the first thing that I did in terms of thinking about, well, where am I going to go is I went to uh, being in our search engine to say I'm looking for gongs. Uh, you know, so I typed in uh, something related to gongs. I ended up finding a company actually located in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, I, you know, I researched their website. Uh, they had great prices. You know, uh, the customer service was good. Um, I bought a gong, and it should be here uh, at the end of this week or early next week. 
Now, Lincoln, Nebraska, I don't know the exact size of this company, but I know they're in, located in Lincoln, Nebraska, which has a population of about 200,000 people, and mm -hmm. they're only selling gongs, so I can't imagine that that's big, but that kind of just, I think, demonstrates the power of the Internet yeah. and online advertising for small businesses. Definitely. Uh, the fact that they could reach a consumer or a potential customer, you know, in another country who they never would have been able to reach or talk to. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that, yeah. So I think, you know, from a, a search marketing perspective, there's um, uh, there's three things. One is uh, reach, and so that's really about allowing a small business to increase their sales and reach a broader audience. Um, and search allows you to do that because just in this example, you're able to identify uh, individuals and people who are looking for your specific product or service that you ordinarily wouldn't, uh, wouldn't able to, to know about. Um, the other interesting thing is that, uh, you can reach them at different, you know, parts of the purchase funnel, right? So I might be, you know, researching a particular buy or I might be right in the moment when I'm ready to purchase. And depending upon the kind of keywords that I use, uh, that's going to tell you something about what my intent is. And so making sure that you're leveraging those keywords to understand that. I think the second piece is really around driving a return on your investment and performance. And this is another place where search advertising really excels. Uh, and it does that in a couple of ways. One is, uh, one, you can target your audience um, with search advertising. So, for example, um, let's say you own a, a natural food, health food store or vitamin shop, and you know that specific products uh, sell well or sell better with maybe males versus another product that sells well with females you can actually target your ads so that they show up higher in the search results based on whether or not it's a male or female searching. And so what that hopefully does is drive greater ROI because you're actually reaching the audience that's more likely to buy your product. Um, you're only paying for performance, so you know, unlike other traditional media where you kind of put an ad up there and you don't know whether it's going to you know, do anything or not, but you still got to pay for it with search, you only pay if someone takes an action, whether that's you know, clicking on your ad and looking at your site or taking an action and, and doing, them with what, uh, doing what you want them to. And then I think the other piece, especially for small businesses, going back to the thing that I was talking about before in terms of, you know, just managing your costs is it's very measurable. So you can definitely understand and pinpoint where your costs are going, um, what's being effective, uh, and what's working. Mm -hmm. And then the last piece is really just around control. And so um, – a lot of small businesses, because their budgets, or even medium-sized businesses, they have to be just uh, that much more uh, tactical when it comes to how they're managing their dollars. And so, you know, being able to turn your budget on and off during the month or uh, even during, you know, parts of the week based on, you know, how your business is performing gives you that much, much more control. And so what I would say overall, kind of back to my point around how the technology is changing is, uh, search will allow you to do all those things. It will increase your reach, it will drive your return on investment, um, and it will give you control of how you spend your marketing dollars. But it's one of those things that you have to stay on top of. You can't just let it uh, – you can't just set it and forget it. You have to be constantly optimizing your campaigns, uh, optimizing your keywords and your ad copy, because guess what? Your competitors are doing that, and uh, you could find yourself in a place where – uh, it's not performing well or you become irrelevant if you're not staying on top of it. And so that's why for us providing this kind of education and information is so helpful is because, you know, we know that it, it takes work to do those things, so we want to make it as easy as possible for small, medium, and business owners. Wow, you are so right. You really are because 
um, especially over the past 10 years, advertising has changed dramatically. And the, the businesses who haven't kept up with the new initiatives and realized the power of social media, for instance, and stuff like that, they're definitely being left behind. So you guys offer a wealth of help, a wealth of um, information and support. It's absolutely wonderful. What would we do without you? Um, you personally, Jason, what do you yeah. do to kind of balance your 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 workload and have some time away from work? I hope you do manage to to not work twenty four seven seven days a week. Uh, no, so I, I don't work twenty four seven seven days a week. I'd say, and I'm, you know, one of the things that I'm learning uh, is that uh, I get better at it with practice, and mm -hmm. so uh, I would say that I'm, you know better at it today than I was yesterday and better at it yesterday than I was, you know, yeah. maybe a, a couple of years ago. Uh -huh. um, I think it comes down to really three things. One is uh, definitely prioritizing your time. Uh, you have to understand, you know, what's an urgent matter versus what's an important matter um, and, uh, and just basically making sure that you're setting those priorities in place. Uh -huh. um, I think the second thing is creating rules around, you know, how you're going to manage both your work time and your life. And I think especially for individuals who, you know, love what they do or are passionate about it, it becomes easy to get kind of get consumed and you get wrapped up in what you're doing and you turn around and you spend two hours doing something. And so yeah. um, especially for small business owners. And so I think you have to just set rules around how you're going to spend your time. So, you know, every Friday I'm, I'm going to leave the work, you know, I'm going to leave the office at 5 p.m. no matter what mm -hmm. or uh, I'm always going to take, you know, a lunch break on Tuesdays and Thursdays and make sure that I get up and, you know, go to the gym or whatever the case is. So I think spending specifics about those rules. And then the third piece for me is, uh, especially as someone who loves technology, is how do I leverage the technology to make it easier for me to manage that work-life balance? So, for example, you know, I can take my mobile phone home, uh, not have to lug my computer home. Uh, I can just quickly browse through my email to see if there are any kind of emergencies or fires uh, and if there's nothing, then I can put it away, and I don't have to be worried about it maybe for the rest of the evening so that I can spend that time with my family uh, and enjoy that time with them. So I would say those three things uh, are a great start, and then, you know, you kind of just keep at it over time and you get better. It's a work in progress for us all, I think. Yes, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Do you ever have a, you personally, a no-technology day where, uh, I was I was talking about this to one of my friends at lunch today. She said she's she's going to try and do without technology for a couple of days, like a detox. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, no email, no cell phone, nothing. Do you ever have those kinds of moments? Uh, you know what? I actually have done it on a couple of times. One, uh, you know, one it was forced on me. Like I think I had left my I had left my phone somewhere. I didn't have it, and so oh, I was no. without it for a couple of days. And so uh -huh. I was kind of put in a position where I didn't have to. And then I think that led to the second experience where, you know, I actually did just kind of say I'm going to complete. It was for a vacation where I said I'm going to completely disconnect. Um, and I think the first experience uh, made me uh, more comfortable. It gave me some confidence in being able to do it again. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that I would say is, you know, uh, if you do have – uh, a great team around you and people who you're working with who can help support you in whatever it is that you're doing. Uh -huh. um, the world's not going to fall apart <laughs> if, you, if you disconnect for a little while. You'll you'll find that somehow miraculously you come back and the world managed to go on without you. Yeah. 
yeah. and everything is actually okay. So I'm so uh, glad you said that. I really am because yeah. that will inspire everybody who's listening, hopefully. Because it is an awful feeling when we realize we haven't got our phone with us. And then you think to yourself, well, you know, as you just said, the world stopped falling apart if we haven't got our phone with us. Um, I love technology. It's something that we can't run away from. And I'm not one of these people that think, you know, my computer owns me. I know I have complete control. So hearing you <laughs> agree yeah. with that, agree <laughs> with my philosophy is absolutely wonderful. So I guess Microsoft over the years has taken us in many wonderful, you know, taken us to many wonderful places and inspired us all to, you know, to get with the the new technology and, and move on. And I, for one, am very excited to see what's going to happen in the next few years. But as you already said, nobody knows what is going to happen, but definitely something big is about to descend upon us. So I, I'm very excited, and I'm sure you are as well. I am. It's just, again, there's just there's so much um, there's so much opportunity out there. And I would say kind of, you know, there's, there's actually, you know, if you, you know, we have research centers in, uh, uh, in the States, in uh, Israel, we have them all around the world, and so we're working on a bunch of different uh, technologies. I would say three that are really, you know, top of mind for us right now are uh, this idea of uh, the cloud and software and services. So this idea that you don't actually need to have data and software sit, you know, at an enterprise or at a business. Um, we can help you manage that data and that information, and then you be able to access it, you know, anywhere on any device you know, mm -hmm. no matter it is. And so um, that's one of the things that we're excited about. We're also very excited about uh, natural user interfaces. And so this idea of how do you actually interact with devices apart from how we think about it now. So, you know, we recently launched this uh, Connect um, uh, device for uh, our gaming Xbox platform where it has voice recognition, uh, motion recognition, and um, uh, and facial recognition. And so if you think about how people interact with screens uh, and their keyboards, I think, you know, if you look out two to three years from now, it's going to be very different. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, again, the final piece is just um, on online advertising and online media uh, and how that's going to be changing over the next couple of years with search advertising playing a big um, role in that. Yeah, it's really exciting. And you touched on Kinect uh, briefly. That is also a great way to keep fit, isn't it, because we're not actually oh. – Sitting in a chair, we're actually moving. Oh, it's it, it's uh it's great. So I mean, if you know, if you if you have a chance, I mean, obviously you've done it. But the yeah. first couple of times we actually, you know, demoed it uh, for folks and gave them a chance to experience it. Yeah. You know, after five or ten minutes of playing some of those games, you're you know you start to get winded, and so <laughs> uh, it's going to be a great way to you know get people off of their couches and actually interacting with each other. Yeah. Um, you know, rather than just sitting there. Yeah, health and wellness can be a great part, I think, of this new technology. We don't just have to kind of sit down and play our games and do all the things that we've been used to doing. Potato, what do they call it? Um, couch potatoes, couch you know. Potatoes, yeah. <laughs> so listen, um, is, like, is there any other information at all you want to give our listeners before I say a great big thank you and close the interview? Um, if there's anything else you want to share, please do. And if not, I'm probably going to come back to you in maybe six months time and see what else you've got to say. <laughs> uh, the only thing I would say is, uh, again, you know, continue to engage with us and reach out to us if, you know, um, if you have issues or there's questions, uh, you know, we're there to help. Again, I would just highlight the community site again. It's uh, advertising.microsoft.com slash community. And 
that's a place where um, you know either a small business owner could go or someone who's in the marketing function uh, of a medium-sized company. Uh, and again, just reach out to people who may be experiencing uh, similar things. They might have similar marketing challenges. Or they're just trying to get more information. Uh, that's a great starting point that'll uh, connect you to a lot of other places in our business. It's a wonderful resource, and I'm going to say thank you to you for that and for sharing all the information. And thank you for for um, you know sharing with us everything today that you shared with us. And I know this might sound a bit weird, but it makes Microsoft seem more human, if that makes any sense, and and not just a big corporation, a big organization. It makes you seem more human, that you want to help small businesses, you are there for us, and we can reach out to you, and I, for one, am very thankful for that. So, Jason, it's been absolutely wonderful um, uh, talking to you know with you today and interviewing you, and um, I'll probably, as I say, come back in six months' time and say, hey, Jason, what else have you got to share with us? Because we're all very interested. So um, enjoy the rest of your day and um, have a really, really lovely um, weekend. I know it's only—I've even forgot what day it is. <laughs> Tuesday or Wednesday? Tuesday, but I'm, I'm looking towards that myself as well. So. It's terrible, isn't it, when we even forget what day it is. So thank you again, and um, I look forward to connecting with you in the future. Have a lovely day. You as well, Linda. Thank you. Bye for now.